Welcome to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West, dedicated to the principle that America was better off when our TV shows featured cowboys instead of lawyers. Absolutely no question about that statement. Welcome to another edition of Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. I'm Harry Alexander. Todd Roberts in Los Angeles. Howdy. Howdy. Hey there. How are we? We are. Is it is it is it true? Is it is it true? Is it true what they say about gentlemen who have spent their life in radio? Uh, what might that be? It probably is. I'm asking you for oh. verification. Oh, well, I'm asking you for verification. Come on, cough it up. Yeah, Give it to me. The yeah. real thing. Yeah, it's it's real true. <laughs> Bunker de France is down okay. at the Empire Ranch. I thought Ranch. so. I just wanted to confirm. Yeah, okay. Bunker de France is down at the Empire Ranch. Uh, they're uh, doing a screening tonight of uh, the, the Night of the Lepus, uh, in a movie in which he appeared. Don't know if he was the monster or what. He doesn't talk about it much, but <laughs> he'll be calling us uh, at some point here. But before we... Uh, oh, and we might mention that... We're not uh, at the uh, White Stallion today. We're at the home home barn, and uh, there's cats all over the place. So if something goes haywire, blame a cat, because that always happens. Um, yes, but, well, yeah. absolutely. Before we get going here, um, wanted to tell you about an event that is happening out at the Mezcal movie set, and this is happening October 7 from 8 to 10 p.m., and it's a, uh, a ghost hunt, actually. The mysterious Mezcal movie set. And they ask, can you handle being locked in a haunted movie set for two hours at night with no electricity? <laughs> Test your bravery on a ghost hunt in an eerie old western movie set. And uh, this is neither a scare attraction nor a tour. It's just an interactive paranormal investigation. Tucson Ghost Company is going to be out there providing equipment at uh, strategic locations so you can try and communicate with the spirits known to haunt that area. And I don't know, Todd Roberts, uh, do you remember being out at Mescal and encountering any um, spirits out there of of the paranormal type? Uh, Well, uh, you know, I'm I'm sure that... uh I'm sure that some of the uh, crew members were, because after the sun went down, <laughs> the bottles came out, yeah, right. uh, and there was there was plenty of consumption. My my father and mother were very conscious of the fact that, you know, the the basic rule was uh, the children are back at the hotel, uh, the Tucson Hilton before sundown. Uh, and, and and there was not much, you know, yeah, mm-hmm. it, there was uh, not much going on. Uh, but I will say that uh, you you can you can say whether or not you believe in ghosts or not. But I will tell you that two weeks, approximately two weeks after they finished uh, principal uh, production and photography of Money Walsh at mm-hmm. Mescal Ranch. Uh-huh. Back then, it wasn't called Mescal; it was just the ranch that my dad and his partner's production company had built for the film. Uh-huh. Uh, there was a flash flood and it wiped the town out. Ooh. Yeah, and uh, my dad was laughing because he he kept saying to me, "Todd, I'm so glad I sold that place." <laughs> and I was like, "Dad, uh, you know, we could have kept it and had it as ourselves a, our own little ranch." I and know. He was like, 
Uh, no, no, you, you're, you'll, you'll, you'll be just fine here in Los Angeles. Uh, there's enough, enough to tempt you. So, yeah, for sure. Uh, it was just funny how he was laughing uh, throughout the house that he had dodged that bullet somehow. Yeah, that's that. Wow. Well, I'm, I'm here to tell you that uh, those spirits. Uh, I don't know about at the mezcal, but uh, I have seen them. I have seen the spirits uh, and. Uh, uh, they were friendly spirits, actually, as like Bullwinkle likes to ask, um, and uh, uh, that was in uh, Fort Taylor in uh, Key West, Florida. Places haunted big time, and uh, yeah, <laughs> we had a oh uh, Key West, Florida. Yeah. Oh yes, uh, absolutely, bunches, it's haunted. Bunches of stuff out yeah. there. And uh, our fort was uh, no exception. Uh, the place lost, uh, uh, there were more than 400 people who died at that fortress uh, from the time it was open till uh, it was effectively closed. And, but no battles, it was all because of disease. And uh, the Yellow Jack was uh, reigning supreme at that time. Um, so. Uh, we did see a number of Civil War veterans there, and uh, in fact, when we would set up for some of our um, uh, events, uh, we'd have people in there, and they'd say, "Who who's that guy in the Civil War coat that keeps coming over and asking if we need help? <laughs> um, there's nobody here by that uniform, sir. <laughs> so, yeah, they're, they're around, no question about it. No question well, about and it. I can only imagine that... Uh you were saying that the uh, movie tonight is the night of the lupus for Bunker. Yeah. And I could swear, I could be wrong, Harry, but I could swear that I remember hearing the story that Bunker was known as the <clears throat> hanging out at certain bars, and the women there would say, yeah, it was another night of the lupus uh, <laughs> with Bunker, they, until they got rid of him, got him out of there. Yeah, they... <laughs> He kept, he kept saying, your money's no good here. And he'd say, I don't have any money. I have a check. <laughs> don't insult me. I don't resemble that remark. A residual check. <laughs> yeah. Hey, can you cash this? Listen, I'll even buy a cheeseburger. Oh, no. Oh, wait, you can't afford a cheeseburger. <laughs> yeah. Uh, residuals, yeah. All right, this program is uh, all about nuggets, and uh, we do the nuggets because we don't have a guest, um, not through any fault of our own. You know, sometimes we just like to do this and uh, talk with one another and talk to you folks about uh, things that we have seen uh, in the uh, movies or anything else that might be happening in the uh, old-time Wild West and even in the new-time Wild West. Todd, you had uh, some stuff there um, about some cowboy poetry that you'd like to talk about. <clears throat> well, I, you know, um, there is. Uh, we lost Baxter Black this mm -hmm. year. Yes. And you know, it's and we lost Don uh, Edwards, who was a cowboy balladeer. Yo, big time. And and I saw both of them at the cowboy, the Santa Clarita Cowboy Poetry Festival, mm -hmm. um, and they were just very affable, amiable, and real people. Yeah. Despite their popularity, their fame, and um, I just think it, I think it proves the point. That, uh, uh, as we say often on this show, and Bunker uh, is the one who has the most credibility saying it, that <clears throat> it's, uh, 
It's what's in your heart is what makes you a cowboy, not what you wear or what you do for a living Correct. or what you wear on your head. Right. Um, and uh, I spent a little bit of time with Baxter Black, and I'll tell you, he he could not have been more gracious. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, his book, um, his books in general are very sweet and very funny. Um, especially the the one, um, hey cowboy, you want to get lucky, mm-hmm. which is something I've never heard in my life uh, at a bar or anywhere else, uh, <laughs> including the bar where that Harry you took me to, yeah. Nevada Smiths there right. in Tucson, where where the girl decided to expose herself because yeah. her what was it her boyfriend didn't believe she'd do it or That's her correct. uncle yeah. was with her who no, didn't no, believe no, she'd her, do her it. Her boyfriend, but didn't of course, it. yeah, but of course with you know. Uh, I was lucky I was with Nola, but I went to the men's room, so no one could blame me for anything. I wasn't even there. Um, but uh, I just, uh, you know, it, 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 you think about how, you know, how much of the cowboy life uh, started out utilitarian mm-hmm. and became form, mm. you know, uh, uh being a, a cowboy and be you know working cowboy and uh, became rodeo mm-hmm. and um, singing to the cattle to keep them quiet became balladeers mm-hmm. um, a cowboy songs and they built an entire industry around it with Gene Autry and Roy Rogers and Eddie Dean and mm-hmm. all the rest of them and Tex Ritter and so on singing um, the singing cowboys mm-hmm. um, and then you had you know, um, guys that couldn't sing, but they they could they could write songs and so forth, uh, uh, which became poems and uh, to entertain each other. You know, a, a poem uh, somewhere being in the middle between a song and a story, mm-hmm. and uh, around the campfire and so on to occupy themselves at night. And you know, all of that <coughs> came out of this real cowboy life which then uh became an art form and you know uh i always love the story about Waddy mitchell the first time he went on johnny carson he showed up and he was in his full-blown elko nevada outfit his high top boots up to his knees his pants tucked into his boots Uh he had on one of those shirts with the trim all over him and a big hat and his pocket watch and his handlebar mustache and his uh, uh, Doc Holiday goatee and <clears throat> Johnny Carson said, "You know, it's uh, what a pleasure it is to have you here. I, I really appreciate it." And but uh, I got to tell you, uh, sir, uh, it took a lot of effort for us to get you here on the show. <laughs> he said, uh, "You know, we called you several times, and we had a hard time getting a hold of you." He said, "Yeah, that's because I don't have a phone." <laughs> and so. So they would call, they'd call all his neighbors, you know, and mm-hmm. most and most of his neighbors uh, would say, uh, "Well, uh, I'll take a message, um, but uh, you know, I'll give it to him if I see him." <laughs> right. Well, couldn't you walk down the? Couldn't you drive down? Could you walk down to his place? Yeah, it's five miles. Well, it's about a mile and a half to his front door. <laughs> well, could you drive down there? Uh, <laughs> Well, 
you're assuming he wants me to come down there and bother him on your behalf. He might pull a gun and shoot and my so, Packard. You know, Jack. Ja- <laughs> yeah, and Johnny Carson and Waddy Mitchell are going back and forth like this, and he said, "Well, uh, you know, we did finally get a hold of somebody." He said, "Yeah, uh, yeah, that one neighbor. He 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 come on down, and he told me they were, you you all were looking to talk to me, but." Uh, uh, I didn't believe it, so I never called back. So Johnny's like, yeah, but you're here now. He says, well, you know, uh, I finally kind of figured out you all weren't going to give up. So I decided to, what the heck, maybe I could call you back and get you to leave me alone. Yeah, there you go. And, uh, you know, and this just, this, this, this homespun uh, humor yeah. with so much horse sense in it. You know, the American farmer, the American rancher, the American truck driver, uh, the American plumber, and American tradesman in general yeah. have more horse sense inside one of them than all of the elected uh, officials in their entire county yep. have. Yeah. And uh, I don't even want to go into the state level or federal level. Um, but it's just that lifestyle creates a awareness in you uh, that sharpens you and keens you to such an extent that you sniff out things pretty quick. Mm-hmm. It doesn't matter how much of a how 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 uh, sweet talking a, a tin horn is, uh, you'll smell them out. And well, it's, uh, it's like George, I think that's the beauty of it. Yeah, it's like George Carlin uh, in his comedy. He uh, everything that he wrote uh, was situational, you know, and, and observational, and uh, uh, and just commenting on that from what, like you said, with the horse sense about it, it like listening to Will Rogers too, you know. Yes, exactly, exactly, and you know. Um, I, th- I just think that there's um, there's just something to be said about people who have to figure it out on a daily basis on how in tune and cognitive they become. And, <laughs> and, and some can't do that. that. That's kind of where it goes. Yeah, and some can't well, do yeah, that. Well, that's, yeah, that's why they wear a suit and hide behind a desk. Uh, yep, sir. So do you think that there could ever be made movies like uh, with the singing cowboys even if we had I mean we do have singing cowboys now um, but you know as you hearken back to that golden age uh, of Roy and, and Gene and uh, Tex and, and so forth I mean even Dick Farnsworth he was a operatic trained uh, and had a great voice but he, yeah. he's, he just wasn't the same kind of singing cowboy that Gene and Roy were Well, I, I think that you, <clears throat> first of all, uh, you've got to <clears throat> you got to have an audience, you, and yep. and you you know, it's not by accident that they keep selling Rice Krispies because mm-hmm. there's people that keep looking for them to buy them and eat them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that that those films, unfortunately, that that genre, um, it, that audience has been shrinking for fifty years and continues to shrink. To a unfortunately a minuscule level, um, as much as I still like to watch them, um, 
you know, if you ask me, do I want to watch a singing cowboy over, you know, seeing, watching Hop Along uh, smack some uh, ugly gorilla's head open yeah. with the barrel of a six shooter? <laughs> I'd rather watch him crack some fella's head open. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, because uh, I, 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 and, I, and or Matt Dillon, because as I've said in many times, the reason I like him <clears throat> is because. You like it when he does it to the yeah. bad guy. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, and the singing cowboy, I think, had some of that. But also, you, you know, it also is, does that, <clears throat> does that genre, does that style of entertainment feed your need? And, mm-hmm. you know, if that's what you're looking for, you're going to enjoy it. And, you know, it's funny, I, I just... Uh, I went to see uh, Steve Miller mm-hmm. with Nola on Thursday night mm-hmm. at the new YouTube theater here mm-hmm. in L.A. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it, it's been 50 years since he came out with the album The Joker, wow. which was a big album in my youth. Yep. Very large, very very large, large presence for me. And it was like I was right back there. Oh, so yeah. Yeah. When, I, when I watch a singing cowboy, I don't, that doesn't take me to that place because it had really tapered off before I was old enough or aware enough to what it was. Mm-hmm. But I was aware enough and old enough to see other guys that register with me. So that's why I like to watch, um, <clears throat> shall I say, more action-packed westerns. But do I think there's a market out there? Yeah, I think there's a market out there. I think there's a lot of people that would rather see that, and that's why you have so many outlets for it and platforms for it to this day. Uh, as opposed to a lot of the, uh, I'll say, uh, stuff they put out to this to now. Well, there I saw a Facebook posting a day or two ago about uh, uh, boomers uh, being the last hope for the television networks, and uh, some New York Times article, I guess. And uh, <laughs> my response was that. Boomers have seen all the crap that they put out on the networks, and why bother watching it? You know, because it is crap. Yeah, you know, it's- right. And 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 uh, <clears throat> what <clears throat> they they have refused it, and that's why Netflix and Hulu and Paramount Plus and Disney Plus and all this are are doing so well. Yep, because uh, they're putting out stuff that people des- definitely want to watch. I mean, uh, and they don't have to watch the commercials, <laughs> and they don't have to be plus. preached that's, preached yeah, to. That's a big plus. And they don't have to uh, wait for the next one. Exactly. All right, we need to take our first commercial break here. It's a Nugget program on Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Todd Roberts with you. Bunker to France down at the Empire Ranch uh, for the premiere, uh, the Loft movie showing of uh, the Night of the Lupus. Lepus, Lupus, Lep- I think it's Lepus. But anyway, we'll be back with much more on the show right after these very important messages. Do stay tuned. The land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true west where a large number of westerns were built. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. 
That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home, perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. This is Eb Wilkinson at Wilkinson Wealth Management. If you're within 10 to 15 years of retirement and you're putting off retirement planning, my advice to you is don't do that. Ignoring your retirement planning won't make it go away. It'll just make it worse. Give me a call and let's work on your plan together so you can retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. Call me, Eb Wilkinson, at 777-1911. That's 777-1911. Watch Old West silent movies anytime at voicesofthewest.net. We all make promises. Big and small. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. I do solemnly swear to help you when you are in need. To be considerate and caring. To be your loving, faithful friend, partner, child, parent, neighbor. One of our most important commitments is to support our nation's veterans. Learn how you can help a veteran going through a difficult time by visiting maketheconnection.net. I get it. You let the kid find out for us where them herds are meeting, and we fix them up, huh? That's right, Brink. Your brain's getting almost as big as your ears. Steve Bauer will be found at the scene of the rustling with a bullet through his head and take all the blame. This is the Voices of the West. Me and my pony are free. Singing a song of the same. on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West, Harry Alexander, Todd Roberts, Bunker to France down at the Empire Ranch, a bit of Jimmy Wakely there to come back into the program, one of the great singing cowboys there, I think, in any event. Uh, we're just having a ton of fun here. It's a Nuggets program, meaning uh, anything and everything uh, is fair game, I reckon. Um, I wanted to tell you about a movie that I watched last night. The, the Mrs. and I have uh, 684 <laughs> Western movie credits to our to our uh, list. Uh, good God Almighty, that's a lot of watching. Anyway, uh, well, the one that we watched was um, a film called in Westward Ho. Uh, it was Republic's first major production in 1935. It starred uh, John Wayne, Sheila Bromley, and Frank. McGlynn Jr., uh, directed by Robert N. Bradbury, who is Bob Steele's dad, written by Robert Emery uh, Tansy and Lindsley Parsons, both writers of uh, lots of Western stuff. Lindsley Parsons wrote Randy Rides Alone, a John Wayne film, uh, among others. Um, 
this movie, the 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 thrust of the movie is it's brothers uh, against brothers, uh, or brother against brother. Uh, it starts out where uh, the uh, the family, the Wyatt family, is moving uh, west uh, in, in '49, and some bad guys uh, uh, take over the uh, the wagon, uh, kill off the parents, and kidnap um, John Wayne's older brother. And so years pass, and uh, Wayne comes back and uh, forms a group called the Vigilantes because he's after this particular bandit uh, who uh, was uh, played by Jack Curtis. Wick Hallard, uh, or Ballard, rather, was the, uh, the bad guy. What I found incredible about this movie, aside from it being really, really good, um, Dickie Jones plays the... Uh, uh, plays the young John Wayne character, and th- th- if, if you're not familiar with Dickie Jones, you've probably never watched Range Rider or uh, Buffalo Bill Jr. television series. But he he was um, he was quite the actor. Uh, had a bunch of success as a, a young adult and a, chi- a child and a young adult, especially in the B westerns and on television. Um, he at the age of four, was billed as the world's youngest trick rider and roper. Age of four. Let that sink in there for a bit. And at the age of six, he was hired to perform riding and lariat tricks in the rodeo owned by Western star Hoot Gibson. Uh, The Hooter convinced uh, young Jones and his parents that there was a place for him in Hollywood, and the boy went, and everybody uh, lived happily ever after ever. (laughs) He was also... Uh, uh, the voice of Pinocchio, the Disney uh, production of uh, Pinocchio back in '39. Um, this this guy is just incredible. He his looks are uh, well. I didn't, I haven't seen pictures of him as an older person, but uh, he, he just, you know he just is like Dick Clark. Didn't age at all. Um, and uh, he he died in 2014. Um, uh, well, he. <laughs> It said because of a head injury during a fall. I'm I'm thinking that maybe he was showing the grandkids some of the stunts that he used to do, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> it, got, it got into that. But uh, my God, the, he, what an actor! What a writer! Uh, if you've ever watched the Range Rider television series, Chuck McConey and uh, Dick Curtis or Dick um, uh, Jones, um, wow. He rides just as good as uh, Jack Mahoney. Uh, incredible, incredible, incredible person. He retired from movies and uh, went into business in real estate and banking uh, before his death. So I thought that was just really, really cool. Great movie. So <clears throat> you can't also forget that it's, of course, got Hank Bell and uh, Glenn Strange uh, and yeah. Yakima Kanut. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. you've also got. Uh, um, Bob Burns and Fred Burns. Mm-hmm. You've got Earl Dwyer, Frank oh, yeah. Ellis, and yep. Herman Hack. Yeah, I know. I and know. Henry Hall. Yeah. Henry Hall. Those are the guys and who aren't credited. <laughs> but I'll tell you. Wally Howe. Oh, man. Jack Ingram. You know. And, uh, of course, the one and only Cactus Mac. Mac. Oh, yeah. And, who and, was always basically, he just always was a henchman. Yeah, and and Hank Bell sometimes plays uh, a variety of uh, roles, but uh, in this one he was uh, the father, Mark Wyatt, and um, 
Ma, uh, Mary McLaren was uh, Ma, uh, Ma Wyatt, uh, but you knew it was Hank Bell right away because you saw that mustache, <laughs> and it, it was just a damn good film. Uh, Glenn Strange, uh, oh, so young looking. Well, it's 1935, but that, you know, Repu- this was Republic's first picture, the first major production, and uh, they had a. What ending in the '60s, Todd? Is that when Republic went belly up, and or went to uh, CBS or something? <coughs> yeah, it it it, it uh, it's now CBS Radford, uh, where they shot Seinfeld and where they shot uh, CSI New York with uh, Gary, um, uh, um, you know, from uh, um, <coughs> Gary Sinise. Oh yeah, from uh, yeah. Um, uh, Bunches of good movies, <laughs> you know. Uh, yeah. You know the the right uh, Forrest Gump. Thank you. Uh, and <laughs> as, it's just as uh, our Marvel and also are... is in a a great. Yeah, well, Harry, I lost my marble so long ago. I just used the pouch now to pick up yeah. teeth that I lose. Uh, the, the sound um, the soundtrack to um, this movie was but, written by uh, Tim Spencer and uh, Glenn Strange. Uh, and I think Tim Spencer was one of the Sons of the Pioneers. I think, not sure, but I know that name. So. Well, it's important to remember that Cactus Mac was uh, Rex Allen and Glenn Strange's cousin. Yes. And uh, he was he was he was born and raised in Otero County, New Mexico, and uh, he was the second of eleven children, um, and. Uh, you know, he was a real cowboy, and if you saw his face, you'd go, oh, I I know that face. He was in countless westerns. Uh, most, countless westerns. Uh, so, the last time he appeared was uh, Sam the Bartender in Gunsmoke. Yeah. So good stuff there. That was a great movie. Uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, and, and John Wayne's acting, you can tell that uh, this movie, he is on the cusp of becoming... What he had become, uh, I mean, it was just so good, so good. <coughs> so well, this is that time of of his life where he's cutting his teeth, and mm-hmm. you know he's he's in his in in the first exile, and mm-hmm. uh, you know he he's trying to find his way, and I think he found it, <laughs> and uh, he obviously did. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll have a drop coming up uh, later in the program uh, with uh, John Wayne and Yakima uh, talking about, uh, well, you'll just have to wait and listen. Uh, so it, it's a good one, too, I think. Anyway, what else you got, sir? Well, you know, <coughs> there, I, I, I hear it all the time from my, my friends that are... You know, my age and or older and or Western fans, how, you know, Holly was not making any Westerns. And, you know, I think that that's not, percentage wise, you're right. It's not anywhere near what it was. But there are some good ones coming out. Uh, Killers of the Flower Moon, Mm -hmm. the new uh, Martin Scorsese film with Leonardo DiCaprio and um, Robert De Niro. It's based on the book. That uh, was a huge bestseller, and it basically <clears throat> talks about the um, 
the Comanches in Oklahoma discovering oil on their land and literally becoming multi multi millionaires overnight, mm-hmm. living you know on dirt dirt floors, and the next day driving Cadillacs and wearing top hats made of the <laughs> finest beaver fur in the world. Yeah. Um, and um, it's a true story. A lot of people don't know it, don't understand it, and don't believe it's true, but it is a true story. Uh, there was a film back in the 50s with Jimmy Stewart called The FBI Story, uh-huh. which has uh, a, a good part of that film talks about this, a good 30 minutes or more. Uh, and the FBI story talks about what went on down in Oklahoma. There were a string of uh, homicides, murders of Comanche Indians in the tribe, uh, and many other things that were horrible, horribly done to them, uh, which caught the attention of the Justice Department. And they, the gentleman who was the assistant deputy of the Justice Department sent down some fellows down there to investigate. That gentleman, the guy who sent those people down there, was a gentleman by the name of J. Edgar Hoover, who eventually went on to run the FBI for mm. many years, as we know. Yep. And um, you can say what you want about him, but it, it is he. It is he who stopped this, literally, this uh, Holocaust of. American Indians in Oklahoma, uh, uh, basically by white Oklahomans who wanted that land. They didn't want it before, but they wanted it at this point in time because imagine, of the oil. Imagine that. And uh, yeah, stopped the uh, you know that period that 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 time in Oklahoma was like a shall we say a rebirth of the wild wild west. Mm-hmm. It, it just hadn't. It had not. Uh, it might have been calmer when it was all uh, a renegade territory, but once they shoved all the Indians into that state, which was a territory at the time, mm-hmm. there are 94 or 96 different Indian tribes in the state of Oklahoma to this day that have their official reservation there. Mm-hmm. And um, of course, you had you know uh, Belle Star and uh, her husband Ned Star. Mm-hmm. had lived there, um, and so forth, and it's not surprising that in at the end of this rebirth, when the FBI goes down there and stops this murdering rampage uh, over the oil, that comes out of that area is Bonnie and Clyde, mm-hmm. and so many, Pretty Boy Floyd, and so many others, mm-hmm. which was kind of those that were uh, not willing to let the old west die, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they just kept it going. So there's that, and then you also have Kevin Costner has completed the first of his four westerns that he is making after, since he has left uh, Yellowstone, mm-hmm. and uh, so you know we got we got two good ones on the way, and I think that that's that's exciting. Well, and there's a third one coming up, November 5 of this year. Um, the Paramount Plus streaming app is going to uh, have a new show on called uh, Bass Re- Lawman Bass Reeves. Um, yes. And, um, uh, let's see. Uh, the star of that is, uh, where is he, David? It's the gentleman who played uh, uh, 
Martin Luther King yeah. in the King biography. Yeah, um, yeah. David tremendous Lowe, actor. Olo, Olo, I think is how it's. Yes, uh, it's um, Taylor Sheridan yep. who is the creator of uh, Yellowstone, Yellowstone 1883, Yellowstone 1923, um, uh, um, and also uh, Tulsa King with. With Sylvester Stallone yeah. and uh, and the other one, the two, the 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 show about the prison in the Northeast oh, yeah. in Massachusetts, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and uh, it's it is the story for all of those of you who do not know, it is the story of Bass Reeves, as Harry said, the most prolific, most successful uh, U.S. marshal in history. Yep. Not just the most successful black U.S. Marshal. No, the, the most, most successful, successful U.S. Marshal, yeah. period. Yeah. Which is who the Lone Ranger is based on. That is correct. Now, people will say, well, how could that be? Because he wore <laughs> blue pajamas and a mask and had a sidekick as an Indian. Yeah. Yes, but a man who uh, was fair, uh, was harsh, was tough, but was fair and uh, went by the law mm-hmm. and uh, got his man. Yes, he did. Uh, and I think it's uh, it's it's a it's a it's a great thing when um, <clears throat> when people say you know I, I've said this before when people say well how can they make that movie so and so isn't you know wasn't that didn't look like that or wasn't this way or that way <laughs> and I always say. Are, were you as upset when 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 they put Clayton Moore in the role of the Lone Ranger? Because that's based on a uh, Bass Reeves who was black. Mm-hmm. Or um, you know, were you as upset when they put John Wayne in the Searchers? Which don't get me wrong, my favorite western of all time, The mm-hmm. Searchers, John right. Wayne, John Ford. Mm-hmm. Uh, but that is based on this a real life story of a black pioneer settler, yep. farmer, mm-hmm. whose family was stolen, and he went on the trail to find them and got them back. So, um, I think, you know, we, as John Ford said so many times, when um, when the truth meets the legend, print the truth. There you go. Alright. Uh, you got to make it appetizing and interesting for the audience. Indeedy. Alright, we're going to do our next commercial break here on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander and Todd Roberts with you. Burger to France down at the Empire Ranch. We hope to hear from him pretty soon. If not, oh well, we'll be right back. Can you even imagine switching back to pen and paper to run your business? Every year we become more and more dependent upon our technology. If your network is not set up properly, you're just one click or one email away from losing data critical to your operation. Arizona Computer Guru offers a host of services to prevent and protect you from disaster. From online backup services to email filtering to fully managed network services, Arizona Computer Guru is here to keep your network secure, your data safe, and your budget in the black. To schedule your free consultation, call 304-8300. The Tucson Trap and Ski Club dates from 1948 and is now at 7800 West Old Ajo Highway. The club owns 80 acres and leases 300 more from Pima County that supports 50 trap fields, 15 ski fields, two five-stand fields, two sporting plays courses with 12 stations each, a 9,000-square-foot clubhouse, 200 full-service RV hookups for members, and free Wi-Fi. This expansive facility gives enough room to host major national and international events annually, bringing thousands of people to the community. Check it out at TucsonTrapAndSki.com. This is Eb Wilkinson at Wilkinson Wealth Management. If you're within 10 to 15 years of retirement, 
and you're putting off retirement planning, my advice to you is don't do that. Ignoring your retirement planning won't make it go away. It'll just make it worse. Give me a call and let's work on your plan together so you can retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. Call me, Eb Wilkinson, at 777-1911. That's 777-1911. Beans in the pot, bacon in the pan, eat them while they're hot, get them while you can. This is the Voices of the West. We're back on Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander and Todd Roberts with you. Bunker de France down at the uh, Empire Ranch. You know, I, Todd, I guess I didn't really have to play this. Uh, <laughs> he's not here. <laughs> but, well, oh well. Uh, <laughs> To return the favor of him blowing us off today, I just realized, Harry, why Bunker's not on the show. Okay. Yeah, because um, I, 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 I'm almost positive. I, I'm not going to say I'm going to bet the farm on it, but I bet a few calves. Um, there must be free beer and hot dogs oh, at the yeah. Empire Ranch. Yeah, See, so yep, yep, yep. you know, Bunker Bunker turns into Homer Simpson. He does when there's <laughs> when there's free beer and hot dogs. He, if you think about Homer Simpson, you know when he sees donuts. Mmm, donuts. Yeah, that's Bunker. Uh, hot dogs. Do you have any light beer? No, we don't have any light beer. Take a beer and move on, will you please? Uh, yeah. I was wondering if he had any light beer. Didn't he say we don't have any light beer? Move on. <laughs> oh, God. Another movie we watched last night uh, uh, was a, a movie called Border Patrolman, uh, starring mm. George O'Brien from 1936. Polly Ann Young is also in it. Smiley Burnett in it. Leroy Mason. Uh, Al Hill. Oh, bunches of others. Uh, and that was a pretty good movie. Rich Girl Gets Spoiled at a, uh, a resort and uh, thinks that nobody can do anything bad to her. Um, daddy or granddad uh, uh, goes along with it. Um, but uh, O'Brien, he, he, he catches her smoking in an unauthorized area and uh, takes, him, takes her to the captain. And the captain requires uh, George to apologize for how he treated her because she pulls that, that that little card there, spoiled rich brat card, and um, uh, O'Brien uh, says okay, and he apologizes, and then he throws his badge on the desk. <laughs> and well, she get, he gets hired by uh, the girl's granddad to uh, keep her out of trouble, and that's basically what the movie is all about. It was, it was entertaining. George O'Brien, uh, not Dave O'Brien, George O'Brien. George O'Brien discovered by John Ford. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, he was in Iron Horse. I think he starred in that. Uh, I think you're right. I but do. I, I, I know right. he, he, a very, you know, he didn't have, uh, his personality was not real gruff or anything like that. He was pretty mild-mannered, but, you know, when he said something, uh, you best listen. So, that was, that was pretty good. We got 684 movies, Todd, that the little woman and I have uh, watched thus far. <laughs> that includes the, wow. uh, all the uh, 66 hoppies. Uh, that does not include the 66 hoppies or the three mosquitoes uh, that we're working on now. 51 of those. <laughs> uh huh. 
<laughs> yep, this is how we waste our time. <laughs> well, listen, uh, you know, there's worse things you could be doing. This is true. Um, you know, such as, uh, <clears throat> you know, uh, you you know, you could be, you know, watching. God forbid some reality television or something. <laughs> no, no. Horrific. No, no, not in this house. Yeah, you know. <laughs> no. That's right. No. <laughs> Our life is the reality show. <laughs> we don't need yeah, a reality that's, well, show. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <clears throat> that's exactly right. It all, by the way, your movie also, uh, Border Patrolman, also had, uh, of course, uh, the great, uh, uh, again, you have Lloyd Ingram, Ingram mm-hmm. who was in uh, the other one with John Wayne, Westward Ho, mm-hmm. and um, you've also got Lester Dore yep. and George D. Normand, yep. uh, two great character actors who were everywhere and all over the place. And we've talked about this uh, before, that uh, Hollywood seems to be lacking character actors uh, these days uh, of course now I haven't been to a movie in a long well I take that back I didn't see any character actors in Barbie when I went there but um, <laughs> uh, you know the, the character actor seems to be a, a thing of the past which is unfortunate well yeah um, now your character actors come out of uh, <clears throat> basically come directly from Saturday Night Live uh-huh, or comic uh, books you know <laughs> Or, or comic books, and, you know, they have a twitch and, you know, are missing a foot or something. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <clears throat> there's, you know, Sidney Greenstreet and Peter Lorre uh, couldn't get a job in today's Hollywood. Oh, God, no, no. No, um, some bean counter would say, who are you? You do what? <laughs> well, you know, I've told this story before, uh, of course, but I'll tell it again is the the story of Shirley uh, Shelley Winters, mm. who wrote a great book called "Call Me Shirley," and she was in many films. She won two Oscars. You know, one for "Comeback Little Sheba" with Burt Lancaster, and she was also in countless great films. Uh, she was in uh, Winchester '73 with Jimmy Stewart, and she was in uh, <clears throat> "A Place in the Sun" with uh, Elizabeth Taylor and uh, Montgomery Cliff. And uh, she was just a great actress, uh, a great actress. And she won two Oscars, and she was up for a role sometime in the 70s or the 80s. And she called and asked, uh, I heard this story from her assistant, who used to be a client of mine. She called up just to confirm that, uh, you know, the time and the place and where do I park and... Mm -hmm. All, you know, the normal things of logistics. Right. And, the, and the girl on the phone, who was not one of the casting directors, but she was obviously an assistant to one of them, said, oh, and don't forget to bring your resume. <laughs> so uh, Shelly Winters says, oh, well, thank you so much for all of that. And she shows up, and she's got a big, like, suitcase in her hands. And she shows up at the at the at the uh, interview, at the reading, and she sits down at the table, and the, she puts the bag down beside her, and 
Hi, so how are you? How's the drive? How's this? How's that? And she opens the bag up and she grabs one of the Oscars and she slams it down on the table and says, Here's my resume. Ah, there's my resume. <laughs> yeah. And then reaches in the bag and grabs the second one and puts it next to it and says, ah, That's the updated resume. <laughs> and they looked at her and they said, Oh, wow. Well, thank you so much for coming uh -huh. today. Uh -huh. You know, but that's 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 Hollywood. That's yeah. the way it works now. You uh, there's no revenance, there's no no uh, they don't revere the past. They don't appreciate the past and, you know, uh uh they think that <clears throat> good acting was uh, you know, on Three's Company. So, uh <laughs> Which, by the way, was a very funny show. There's no discounting the show. Oh, it's yeah. just, I mean, you know, uh, or a, <clears throat> a great action picture was, you know, Die Hard. Yeah. Which it was, yeah, but there I, were yeah. a lot that came before it. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Uh, and that it all originates with them, and that's unfortunate, but it's true. What about that uh, writer's strike? Is that, that's still going on, isn't it? Uh, well, it's not only just going on. It's very funny you say that, Harry, because I was at lunch yesterday with three gentlemen. Uh, who, one of them is, uh, you know, he's he's a he's a subject of the of the King of England. Um, he's a transplant. He grew up here and in the United States, mm -hmm. and uh, but spent most of his life in in Britain. And he was driving along uh, and saw out in front of one of the studios uh, these strikers and they're walking back and forth with their signs and they're chanting and they're banging their bells and screaming through their bullhorns and so on and so forth and he says I I, I don't believe that any of those people were writers <laughs> and I said why do you say that and he said well <clears throat> to be a writer that means you have to be able to read and those people don't look like they know how to how to read a oh, book God. with no with with photographs only and no words. Oh, and I said, "You mean a picture book?" He yeah, said, "Exactly." Yeah. And he said, "So uh, I don't understand." And I said, "Well, they are they are uh, those are real writers, mm -hmm. um, but you'll notice the crowds have gone down, mm -hmm. and the reason the crowds have gone down is because they have." Uh, they uh, in the beginning of the writer strike they had they were paying people to mm -hmm. protest yeah. to strike and picket the line and now they've run and out of bucks they've run out of money and now it's all down to just real writers mm -hmm. so um, you know it's uh, it's 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 surprising that they have not taken the cue from the directors guild which did strike a deal mm -hmm. uh, but the writers strike is going on because the writers don't feel that you know um, they that the directors made a good enough deal so <laughs> we're going to make a better deal all right well and so the as the stomach turns you know <laughs> to paraphrase an old soap opera as my father used to say uh, you know um, <clears throat> you should Definitely keep your day job, yeah. and you should have listened to your mother. You might end up as a doctor or a lawyer, not a writer. 
and be on strike. And so with that, we're going to take our final yeah. commercial break here. On Emil Franzi's Voices of the West, Harry Alexander, Todd Roberts with you. Don't think Bunker's calling us, but you never know. It's only the land of cattle, copper, and cowboys. It's also the true West, where a large number of Westerns were built. For your next vacation, come out to where Wyatt Earp made a name for himself as a highly respected sheriff. Stay where Jimmy Stewart filmed Winchester 73. That would be the White Stallion Ranch. Situated in the mountains just northwest of Tucson, the White Stallion Ranch is an award-winning dude ranch with 43 guest rooms and the Hacienda. That's a five-bedroom, three-bathroom home, perfect for larger families, family reunions, and girlfriend getaways. Every guest room has a private patio with views of the cactus gardens, mountains, or corrals. Generous floor plans offer sunny, comfortable rooms, but you won't want to stay in your room. Outdoor activities are plentiful at the White Stallion Ranch. Horseback riding, hiking, shooting, archery, rock climbing, e-biking, and a weekly ranch rodeo are among the numerous activities that you'll enjoy on your ranch vacation. Go Western for your next getaway. The White Stallion Ranch. Book your vacation now online at whitestallionranch.com or call 520-297-0252. This is Ed Wilkinson of Wilkinson Wealth Management where we manage money for gun owners. When people turn 50, something miraculous happens. They start to get serious about retirement planning. They've done very well so far and want to be certain they power into the retirement they've earned. Let me guide you to retire comfortably and remain comfortably retired. Call me, Eb Wilkinson, at 777-1911. That's 777-1911. Read classic Western comics anytime at VoicesOfTheWest.net. I'm Mr. Red. No doubt you've heard about rescue groups for dogs and cats. But did you know there's a rescue group for horses? That's right. It's called Horse It Around Rescue. Founders Steve Boyce and Teresa Worrell are helping out all those equine victims of neglect and cruelty by giving them a place to restore their health and wellness. And Horse It Around provides a nurturing and natural environment where horses can be horses, so they can be adopted out into forever homes. More than 120 horses, mules, and donkeys have been adopted out, but like everything else, it costs money to run the project. Horse It Around is a 501c3 nonprofit located in Southeast Arizona. Your tax-deductible donations to Horse It Around will go a long way so those horses can be horses. Check out the website, horseitaroundrescue.org. Make a difference in a horse's life. That's horseitaroundrescue.org. You get them all? Didn't miss a one. Held this fella for you, Cap, and sweated him. Admits he rode the Buckhorn Trail. So you used to ride the Buckhorn Trail, eh? What of it? You know who trail jumped the Wyatt family? What's it worth to you? Well, plenty, if you know. Just how much? Your life. I ain't telling. This is the Voices of the West. We're back on Amo Franzi's Voices of the West. Harry Alexander, Todd Roberts with you. Bunker de France uh, down at the Empire Ranch. They're doing the uh, Night of the Lupus, Lepus, Lupus, whatever. Um, it's the uh, thing from the Loft Theater here in Tucson. They take a traveling screen with them and uh, show a movie. And this one happens to be down at the Empire. 
Mr. DeFrance was in that movie, although we don't know what the role was. I suppose I could look it up, Todd, and see what he... It's probably uncredited anyway. <laughs> but in any event, we're back on well, the program. Uh, I just wanted to remind you of something, Harry. Yes, sir. <clears throat> Which is that uh, we don't... Bunker doesn't have to be on the show today because he's been on the show. <laughs> he was on the show in the commercial. There you go. So, uh, you know, I mean, let's, you know, come on. I mean, enough is enough. How how much time, how much airtime is he going to occupy, really? Well, it's, I'm not really willing to share any more of it with him than we have to. There'll be a little, something, e- there'll be, there'll be a little something extra in your envelope at the end of the week. <laughs> yeah, I can only imagine. <laughs> you have to put it in with a shovel. Oh, my God. That is our uh, basically our Nuggets program for today. Where am I here? I don't even know. Oh, my God. Uh, <clears throat> we got about two and a half minutes well, left. Well, just, just remember two things, Harry. Yes, sir. It could always be worse. You, <laughs> you could have been stuck on a train oh, yeah. with a fellow who drank too much bourbon, well, number one. That, um, that, oh, wait. Here, here he is. Hang, hang, hang on there. Bunker, the t- show is almost over. It is. <laughs> hey, by God, it is. Yeah. Are you on Central Time or what? I was busy. I lost track of time. Uh-huh. Oh God. Okay. Well, no okay. big, no biggie. Uh, we made all kinds of fun of you, and uh, you'll just have to listen now back to the podcast to find out what we said. Okay. <laughs> so ahead, my I'll... only question for you, you know, Bunker, is is a real simple one. About uh, you know night of the lupus. Um, <clears throat> were were you drinking uh, when you were drinking? Were you fantasizing uh, well with, about Janet Lee because she was sitting next to you, or what was going on? I mean, just come on, get, just out with it already. Stop well, with the well, withholding all the time. All the time with the withholding. Well, to, to tell the truth, when they said it was a show with bunnies, I thought they were talking about Playboy bunnies, and that's why I did it. Uh, turns out it was bunnies the size of Volkswagens, so, you know, that's the way it goes. Arizona jackrabbits. <laughs> no, these were bunnies. These were genuine Easter bunnies. Okay. Well, I well, think... at least, you know, I hope somebody got to, had a really good... Uh, Rabbit masala uh, <laughs> recipe because you guys could have had a hell of a cookout. I'll tell you now. Well, you know the the cast parties. What we had, and it was just one flank of rabbit. It was enough to feed everybody. <laughs> Obviously, oh Bugs Bunny was not invited, nor would he have come. But that's all right. I, well, who's who's counting? So Seriously. What, so what time is uh, the show starting tonight at the Empire? It's well, it starts at sundown. All right. Which is six thirty ish somewhere in there. Well, just they were saying seven thirty, but who knows? Yeah, right. <laughs> we can't. <laughs> we don't know what time. Time? What's that? Hey, what is time? You know, here I am. Here I am thinking it's five minutes to four, and yeah. and it's not. You uh, know, what uh, the hell? Yeah, you you changed your watch. That's what you did. Uh, that's all the time we got for this edition of the program. Uh, next time we get together, it's going to be uh, our movie Saturday program. And we're going to talk about one of the most iconic westerns that ever appeared on television and should still be on television, and that would be The High Chaparral. Uh, Susan McRae will be our guest. She was uh, married to Kent McRae, the production manager, and she also did casting for the show. So 
Um, anything else, fellas? Well, 78, 79, 80 riders coming. Hey, all right. That's it for this edition of Abel Francie's Voices of the Western. Thanks for listening, and uh, we'll talk at you next week. Thanks for listening to Emil Franzi's Voices of the West. 